0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Netsch on Live 95.
1: Due to issues around housing, and listen, we've talked about them a lot, haven't we, on uh, this show, it's not that unusual to have children as adults still living with their parents in the family home, well into university, possibly Beyond, And if that's the case, should parents consider or actually charge their children rent while they are staying? So to talk about this, we have master Student in Journalism at UL, Adana Flynn with me in the studio. Uh, we have uh, our own Gillian Devlin and we have Financial Advisor Owen McGee and you're all welcome. And I know that our own Caleb has been out and about asking people about it uh, in Limerick and we'll get to that in a moment. But, Gillian, what is your take on this? Okay.
2: This is a complicated one, Joe. Well, I have three adults, t- official adults living with me. Um, but they're young adults, reasonably young. And mm, they don't have different views on it themselves. It's, it's hard, yeah. I believe that they should pay some rent. But they start arguing amongst themselves then about who's earning more and what proportion of it that you should pay. And, you know, oh, but they got a bigger Christmas present than I did last year. And all that sort of competition between siblings can come up. One, you know, I, I charge a nominal. I think it's a nominal amount because you're caught kind of in a, eh, between a rock and a hard place because you know if you charge anything decent, then you could be stuck with that adult child living with you until they're in their mid-50s, the way the housing market is at the moment. But if you charge absolutely nothing, well then you're just going to be taken for... And you don't know how long it's going to last. And, you know, you, you are paying extra because you're all, you know, they're all having showers, which cost a fortune these days. They're, you know, there's the food in the fridge and everything else. And I just think it's about, you know, uh, sort of about respect as well and showing that, like, you can't just live off your parents for the rest of your life. But, um... It's a very individual thing and some kids are saving towards a deposit and I can understand why parents say, no, I'm not going to charge you anything. Um, Other kids maybe do an awful lot around the house, you know, helping out services that you might otherwise pay for, like, for example, gardening or stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so sometimes it's a bit of, you know, what works for whatever family and the one thing I do regret though is making it a round figure um, of rent rather than saying let's charge you a percentage of the energy bills because <laughs> A, I'd have a letter a more money in my pocket and B, it would also make them realise uh, what bills are like because I don't think it, it feels like a bill when you're paying uh, rent to your parents, it just feels like your parents are being mean mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas if you're if, you know when the gas bill came in and you, you they had an interest in how much it's going to be because they knew they had to pay 50% of it maybe they wouldn't have so many showers or such long showers
1: and you make this interesting point too that you know not only do parents differ in their views but children and sometimes adult children in the same family differ in their views well, and they approach
2: do. and strangely enough like my children every single one of their their friends never gets charged a penny rent, and um, that's always the way. You know, all my friends never have to pay anything. <laughs> you know, all my friends' parents are much or nicer. So they say. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, so they they do talk amongst themselves, and, but it does differ, and you do feel lousy if you hear that no other parents are actually doing it. So it it's a tough one, but. One thing I know is that you know they could be could be around for a, a very long time because of the housing market. So uh, I have to achieve a balance where I'm not still treating them as if they're children.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, love to hear your views on this. WhatsApp oh uh, eight six one two three ninety five ninety five. You can text. You can leave voice notes. You can call us as well. Edana, hey, what do you reckon?
3: So I'm still a I'm still a student. I'm doing my masters, and I'm in a very 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 privileged position you know position to be in like my parents from when I was a teenager said you know me going to college was non-negotiable I was going that was it and that wasn't an issue for me I wanted to get an education I wanted to ensure that I had as many prospects and opportunities when I left college as possible it's why I'm doing a masters now because the, the job market even is so competitive you, you need to be a So this, this is fascinating
1: so you came from a house where education there was a premium put on education
3: Oh absolutely, like yeah. my, my mom did her masters you know she had me when she was doing it and uh, it, it's it's always been important and my dad is very supportive so um, the conditions were that I could stay at home and <clears throat> excuse me, that um, I would I didn't have to pay rent but I absolutely had to go to college and they would support me through my education Okay. Um. I'm in a position still where I do live at home, and it's because trying to find somewhere to rent is impossible. There are only 17 properties up for rent in, in Limerick, and it's, uh, it's hard. You it's how it
1: is at the moment you're to 17.
3: Yeah, and mm. it's difficult because I think for a lot of us, living at home, as much as we love our parents in, in many cases, it's not where we want to be. Um, if I was able to, if I had the income, if I had the amount of money, I, I would be living elsewhere. I am gearing up to emigrate. So um, I still think that it's important to contribute to your household in every way that you can. Um, I know, especially during COVID, because I was someone who was barely ever at home, so using things in my household wasn't something that I did very often. COVID really changed that. So when I was batch cooking, I made meals for my dad, and um, he he was very protesting of my use of chili. But um, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things where... It, it is, as Gillian said, a very individual case. I was in college with a girl whose mom, um wanted to charge her rent and wanted to charge her €400 Euros a month and wasn't very transparent with how this money was going to be used and she was doing her degree. Now, she's emigrated, um, but it really did push her to live elsewhere. Because hold on, hold on. Wasn't transparent about how this money was going to
2: be used. If you're charging yeah. rent to your child... Well, if you want to spend that 400 euros on a pair of shoes in Brown Thomas, that's your right.
3: But she's a student and she has transport costs. She buys her own food on top of everything. She was paying for everything else herself. So this was 400 euros out of her pocket that she would have needed or something that she could have been putting away herself to save. So it did delay her significantly in being able to, to move well, out and to <clears throat> emigrate and to do everything. I was
2: I was lucky enough not to have to or need to charge my kids when they were in college. Um, and I understand that point. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if they're studying, they don't uh, often have the opportunity um, to earn money. But again, it's, it's an individual thing. And there are some students who are making very good money and, you know, and enjoying a high life while parents are struggling to pay bills. So it's something that I guess you've got to have an open com- mm-hmm.
3: conversation about it. But I suppose the environment has changed significantly too. I mean... We're in a cost-of-living crisis. Like, everything is so hard. It's it's just crazy when you're looking at how much you pay for things. Um, it, It's really, really taking a toll. It's really tough. It's really And, you, and you've
1: seen that through your college years, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Like, it, I difference. mean,
3: when I was doing my undergrad, I could do my grocery shop, my entire grocery shop of the week. And I cook from scratch. I was able to cover my food with 10 euros. Really? And ten, Yeah. Like, I I can be thrifty and I was able to get a full week's shop done with 10 quids. That same shop now um, would cost me 15 to 20 euros. And that's a significant jump, especially when my income hasn't increased in any way, shape or form. I would actually say it's gone the opposite way because of how much time goes into doing a master's. It's really, really hard and it feels like there's nobody really kind of... I mean, what can you do about it at this rate? There's a lot of things outside of our control. But there's also the cultural aspect. I think the way we look at adults living at home, you know, I worked as an au pair in in Spain when I was 19. And um, it's very unusual to see people moving out of their parents' home in their 20s. You don't actually typically move out of your parents' home until you're in your 30s. And the, the reason for that is that they want people to save because the idea is, you know, it's quite a traditional mindset where you're saving up to get married, you're saving up to have kids, you're Saving up to make sure that you're able to do everything that comes with that, having a house, paying towards education, all of that stuff. So, um, it's very, very uncommon to see typical in a lot of typical Spanish families, people move out before the age of 35, actually, in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, even when couples get married, I think, I think Italians
1: live. that can happen quite a bit in, in yeah. Italy as well. Well, sons mainly.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so, uh, we Owen McGee is on the line as well to join our conversation, Gillian and uh, uh, Dana. Uh, morning to you, Owen morning so
0: this- i do think that i think the overarching thing here is it's very specific it's a case by case basis so you can have a situation where like first of all you have got some parents who have the choice whether they are going to charge or not charge but let's be really honest there's lots of parents out there who have no choice that ch- the adult living in their house and their home although it's their home and although it's their child has an expense associated with it and if the parent absolutely needs the money, I think the child needs to do everything they can to try and support their parents. Because the child will say, well, I'll have a right to live here and everything else. But also, you're an adult now. It's very difficult um, for lots of people. It is more difficult the lower wage you're on. The, the lower your wages are, the harder it is to get through with this inflationary crisis. Like if you look at, if you take the example there a second ago, Dana, her, 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 her shopping bill has gone from ten to 50, from 10 euros to between 15 and 20 euros a week. Now, when you look at that, if you're on 100 euros a week in total from your part-time role, that's gone from 10% to 20%. If you're on 1,000 euros a week, it's very different to the impact that that shopping bill has on you. So there's both sides of the coin, but it's very specific, and it has to be done on a case-by-case basis. The only thing, there's two things I would say, uh, and you've of you've touched on them. One of the things I'd say is whatever rule you make for one, you really have to apply it to the other. And I don't I'm not sure whatever about when you're in part time and you're still in college, when you get into a working role and you're in your full time role, if you're still living at home, I think the rent should be reasonable, but should also be equal. Because what you're trying to show here is, is that I'm treating everyone the same I'm treating everyone fairly. And if one person has a much higher salary, um, then I'm not sure that they should be punished in the same way or, or they should be substituting the person on the lower salary. I just think it needs to be fair across the board that if you're going to if you've decided you're going to ch- pay charge rent, that it's equal across the board. And if someone goes off and does other jobs around the house, right, so say you're charging them 100 euros a month. And I don't want to put a figure on it, actually, because then people say, oh, Omega oh, you said it's 100 euros a month as the going rate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just randomly picking 100 euros. If someone is paying 100 euros a month and they do things like cut the lawn, I pay them 20 quid for it. Keep it as a commercial transaction so that it's still equal equal across the rest of the siblings. Everyone's been charged 100 quid a month. Yeah, and I paid him 20 quid for the, to the grass. And if you want to do the grass next month or next week, I'll pay you 20 quid instead, whoever does it. And if that's the way you want to work it. But it needs to be very specific. You need to look at both per, both ends of the spectrum in terms of the needs of the individual, whether that's the adult child or the adult, the, the, the parent. This is a difficult time for everybody and everybody's just trying to get through.
1: Yeah. Julian, I
2: Yeah, I I just worry um, that some child might decide based on that, well, I'm not going to go out to work if I have to pay rent once I'm working.
0: (laughs) But you see, this is where it's very specific. And if they're going to sit at home and do that, there's a different issue going on there. And that is like, that's a case of well, you know what, we're still going to charge you rent if you're not going to go out to work. And and isn't that, like, if you think about it, if they're going to sit at home, and let's assume if they're going to sit at home, they're going to be on an employment benefit or some type of benefit that has them sitting at home. If they're being charged the same as their siblings in rent, well, then there's an incentive for them to go out and work because they could, Get more money if they weren't on unemployment benefit, and so my my it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. But what I would say is is that if you've got a brother and a sister, or a sister and a sister, and a brother and a brother, and one of them says ah, I'm going to just sit at home and I'm going to do nothing, so then I don't have to pay rent, I think there's another discussion to be had there.
1: Yeah, the thing is though, I know when I go home for five minutes, I kind of revert to my childlike status and you know behave well. Not great, if I'm honest. <laughs> Do you know, what you mean? I can't, where, when I come, where? I'll eat that. I'll have this. You know, I, th- there is that difficulty in the relationship, isn't there? On in the end, a parent is a parent and a child is a child, whether they're 49, 39, 29 or nine.
0: But a parent spends their entire life teaching their kids. And one of the things you need to teach your child, your adult child is to look after themselves financially. And that is a difficult thing to do because parents tend to mind their kids, doesn't matter what age they are. And kids, as you say, will fall into that role, no problem, because that's the role and the way it's always been. But part of the teaching that we have to give our children, at, and it starts at a very, very early age, I'm talking from like from two and three and four years of age, we need to teach them to be good with money. And if, if you've got adult kids living at home, you teach them to be good with money whatever lessons you can give them, whatever rules you can give them, whatever uh, ob- obedience is the wrong word, but I'm trying to think of a different word, but uh, kind of routines and structures. There is a cost to living here. There's a cost right. for me having you here. So saying you say you should be
1: charging like kids year. rent much younger, like six maybe. <laughs> no, I'm not saying
0: that. I'm saying the lessons, the teaching your children about money starts at a very young age. I'm not saying that, the, that you need to charge your kids rent. I'm saying teaching your children about money starts, it starts from the moment that, that you walk into a shop and they start realizing the interaction between you handing over the cash at the till and getting change, and that's 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 one of the first things that kids at a very very young age. Oh look, I picked this up. I didn't just walk out of the shop with it. I, had, mommy or daddy, had to pay for this before we walked out of the shop with it. So you're you're part of your role as a parent is to teach your money about kids, and some people do it really well, and some people do it really badly. But ultimately, what happens is is the child will will end up. Either exactly the same or exactly opposite to their parents when it comes to money, when it comes to adult right. life. Right. Okay. And, uh, and uh, so you have to be careful I,
1: I, about that. I, speaking of money, I just need uh, to make a little for the radio station. I'm going to take a very short break. Uh, Owen McGee is with us, uh, Gillian and Adana with me in the studio. And directly after break, you're going to hear some of those voices that uh, we picked up uh, in Limerick. Well, the, the, sh- the should really, do you know what I mean? Because I mean, it's so I have no people in no, the whole lot. Like, and I come from a family of 22, like, back then, like, we wouldn't end up nothing there, you know, and the mothers, I think, were too soft for us, you know what I mean? I think it's still the same weather, though, you know what I mean? People are just, the mothers won't take money after sun, you know? that will pride and joy. Everything's so expensive though nowadays. It's kind of crazy, you know? But it should really, you know? But I don't know, it's just culture when the young, like, we don't realise it ourselves, we go off and make girlfriends or vice versa, and we forget about our mothers, you know. It's only when you're older that you get to realise it, you know, your kids, yourself, and all that, but.
3: Yeah, I think they should.
0: Not much, like, but they should learn, like, how to manage their money, like, you know, because if they will be used to it, not pay for anything, then they live somewhere else and they can not manage their money, like, and same, like, I'm saying to my friends at work when they're younger, I said, I say to them, like, start saving money even a few quid a week, and then you will learn how to manage your money, because if you, if you want learn it, then after it's very hard... It's yeah. very hard.
2: No. No, no. Not if they're not working, and only on, on the social welfare. Yeah,
1: If they're getting a bit, they should chip in,
2: though. Yeah, a small bit, yeah. not much. You know what I mean?
1: Well, thankfully, three of them have moved out, but uh, I would absolutely, yes, I would expect them to consider. I did it in my day, so I see nothing wrong with asking for some small contribution towards running costs especially for food and things like that but it depends on their means of course but yeah if they're working or if they're earning is even if it's only part-time i would expect it Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely Right, well, there you go. Some voices chatting to Caleb uh, on the streets of Limerick. And this question we're asking, should uh, adult children be charged for staying in the house, pay rent by their parents? And uh, Gillian and Adana are still with me, Owen McGee on the line. And the listener says, Good on you, Gillian. This sense of entitlement from young people today, they've no nature in them. I was only delighted to give my mam a few pounds and give her a treat. Whinge, whinge, whinge! Another sister says the first flat I lived in college, uh, nineteen ninety three, cost me fifty five old Irish pounds a month. The middle of Trilly, where I was studying. Another sister says paid to my eye for cutting the grass. The child lives in the home and should contribute to household chores as well as paying at least a nominal fee in rent. Another listener says, my son lives with me and pays rent. I cook clean and wash his clothes. I don't mind because he's paying me a a nominal rent fee to cover bills and mortgage. He still manages to save. Um, And and you make an interesting point during the break, a generational point, even among younger people.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all we're in this really strange feeling it's it's like no man's land at the moment about what you're supposed to be doing at what age because so many opportunities that were a given before for many people are less of a given now you know i'm one of six children and we're all different generations you know my oldest my older siblings would all be millennials i think the eldest is kind of verging on gen x and myself and the younger three are gen z um but my brothers will always tell me, you know, because they travelled extensively in their 20s. Um, they didn't graduate from college. They went snowboarding. You know, they've been to Thailand. Um, one of them was in Nepal. You know, they have all these incredible stories, but they'll say to me, when are you going to start doing that? Or, you know, it's really good for you to have that experience. And I always can't help but think, With what? With what money? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> what? How am I supposed to do that? I was like, that is a completely different time. You know, a lot of this would have happened during the Celtic Tiger as well for them. Um, That is not the world I live in. That is not the money that I have to do those things. And uh, I, I hope to do them later in life when I'm more stable. But I have to get my studies done now to even consider visiting at least one of those places. It's just, I think it's very difficult for a lot of generations to wrap their head around it. And there are some people where getting to travel like that has never been on the cards, even when the good times, quote-unquote, mm. we're still in session. Um, and
1: your circle then, your wider circle of friends, yeah. in general, what's the proportion of those paying some form of rent and not?
3: It's, everybody is contributing in their household financially. Really? Um, yeah, if they live at home, yeah. And it's, whether it's cooking, whether it's um, just paying bills and kind of going about their business. Um, and I know a lot of friends who moved out of home at very young ages and trying to they do everything to avoid moving back home because they want that independence they're like if I find a place with cheap rent I'm gonna keep it at all costs and uh and it's very hard either way you know both things come with it when you're an adult there's a lot of freedoms you're kind of giving up when you live at home yes there's the convenience of it in some respects but you're not getting to necessarily live a full adult life and and do yeah. things you know
1: I know McGee yeah, um I, I yes. sorry carry on Good, can I
0: just say, Gillian. I hope that sunk in for you what Adana just said. <laughs> your kids say that none of their friends have to pay a penny, and Adana just said all of her friends contributed financially. Yeah, it the struck key me. The lesson to you there, Gillian is, the key lesson to is, don't ask your kids if your kids' friends pay rent, right? Yeah. <laughs> you need to ask your kids' friends that they pay rent. Don't ask. But, but, but what kids about this the point?
1: Yeah, but what about this point that Adana makes? You know, I think you mentioned Celtic Tiger and that generation, you know, the, the pre-2018 generation, the post um, 2008 generation. I mean it is fair for this generation of young people to feel very resentful isn't it? They've been hit from every possible angle with Covid, cost of living crises, crashes not the kind of money flowing through households that were there when people were going on snowboarding and skiing trips and and five times to Thailand in three years and all that stuff that was going on during the Celtic Tiger
0: absolutely like it is much harder on this generation and this is something a myth that i busted in my second book where and it's, it's much it's harder to pick something like a holiday or a trip abroad because that can cost very different things depending on whether you're backpacking or flash packing or five-star hoteling or whatever way you're doing it there could be a broad range but one of the the, the analysis i looked at was the average house being bought by the average earner back in the 90s for example versus today And it is much harder for the person trying to buy a house today than it was back then. And it's one of the things that really frustrates me when you hear typically older broadcasters will say, oh, it was just as hard in our day or it was harder for us in our day to buy a house. It wasn't. And mathematically, it wasn't. And it is much harder in this generation. This generation has got caught out in lots of different ways. Like, we had the global financial crisis in 2008, but, like, COVID has robbed them of so much in terms of just life experiences, the ability to travel. Even when travel opened back up again, it's probably leveling off now, but it's still more expensive than it was before COVID. And those things have been they've been robbed of college experiences. They've been robbed of just the everyday life and growing up in an ordinary open world. And it is harder for them financially. The only advantage they do have, and the the, uh, the previous generation can argue with them, is employment, unemployment is at a very low level. It is, it mightn't be easier to get the job you want, but there is certainly work out there. Whereas there would have been times gone by where there was no work out Mm. there and you just couldn't get a job no matter what job you want.
1: Gillian?
2: Yeah, I would 100% agree. It's never been harder to get onto the housing market. Other things, I'm not so sure. Like my kids have worked since they were 16 and they've both been very good, well two out of three of them, um, at earning uh, their, their money and saving their money. Um, one of them paid for her own, because I wouldn't help her to learn to drive. Um, so she paid for all her own insurance, she paid for all her lessons. I gave her the 50 euros to buy the driving licence. That was it. Um, because I didn't want her driving, I was nervous. And she had an ordinary retail job that, while she was in school. You know, and she just saved well with it, I suppose. Then, you know, other costs come in as you get older because you're going out socializing more. It can be done. And that's something that we, as Owen mentioned, we, we faced unemployment that, you know, we just couldn't get jobs back in the 80s. So there are different hardships, um, you know, to compare. The other thing is where I do think it's very difficult is they are living in a luxury world we didn't have back in the 80s. And we didn't care, we didn't know what we were missing out on. Now they're living in a world where they, they've Instagram in their pockets showing them these fabulous brunches that cost an absolute fortune that we wouldn't have dreamt of spending that money on. You know, we just shared a bag of chips back in the 80s and we were delighted to have it. And I know that sounds like, oh, we'll walk to school with, uh, with no shoes on. I find, think it's very hard for them and I wouldn't begrudge them their avocado toast at all because they're facing such a hard time as they get hard, uh, older trying to get onto the property market. But I, I think it's difficult that they have all these temptations for daily luxuries that are, are sucking away uh, the money that they could be saving towards things like getting their own car um, their, you know, or their insurance or you know, something that might get them the better job
1: ultimately. Yeah, I mean, that Instagram-style pressure, you know, that's there, isn't it,
3: Adana? I mean, it is and it isn't. It's kind of a case of, like, there's a lot in this, because your parents aren't your landlord, they're your parents, but you're paying rent to them. So there is that landlord almost relationship, but not entirely. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of emotion there. And there's a lot of, I think, calls on young people to show empathy and understanding to the position their parents are in, where, look, they have no choice but to ask for rent. And that's understandable. It's it's a horrible position to be in when you're in a, this time of life and you're not able to afford to pay your own way without some help, even if it's coming from your kids. When it comes to social media, um, I'm 26 and I was in my teens when the internet came to a head of what it is now. And it's actually been one of the most, I would argue, detrimental things that you could possibly grow up with because we are totally consumed by there's so much pressure in your life every day to fit in a very traditional way of living that you can't afford to do because there are so many financial barriers. Having a family and having kids at this age, even if there's something you want to do, it's not happening. Mm. It's not happening in a comfortable way. If you're saving for a house, you have to really, really push. And and I I don't know how people do it sometimes without, like everybody I know who's even managed to apply for a mortgage. They've gotten gifts from their parents. Sorry, just to
1: be clear on one thing. So are you saying that more of a younger generation might settle down earlier, have a family, have children, rather than this perception that it's for career and other reasons that people wait until later?
3: No, I think everybody, like, I know people in my generation who want to lead more traditional lives. They just can't do it. Um, I don't. A lot of my friends don't. um, Because we're educated... Obviously, through social media, you're getting windows into what life is like around the world. You're getting other perspectives. Like, that's the good side of it. But I'm saying that the pressures that are added, like, these pressures are there. Like, when you look at this issue, you have to look at it holistically. You have to look at all of these things that are eating at us. And we're trying to say, like, you know, it's not oak milk lattes that are stopping us from uh, uh, affording somewhere to live. It's it's mm-hmm. just total mismanagement and and. a a refusal i would say on the government's part in many respects to to do more about the crisis that we're all under and i think that's something a lot of us could agree on but i think when it comes to looking at the challenges we face as young people it's just we're just being hit everywhere and we're being told these are the lives we're supposed to be living or this is what you could be doing and it looks great but i don't know it's just it's just such a cluster You know, there's just so much pressure and we're we're not we don't feel entitled to anything. I mean, being completely honest, anybody that you speak to in their late teens to mid 20s, they will tell you that their mental health is on the floor because, you know, there's waiting lists to get into your college counselor if you want to start therapy for free. Um, There's people who can't afford to go to therapy regularly. There's people who aren't seeing their friends still because their relationships with their friends, family, you name it, completely broke down over COVID. There's just this social dysregulation that we're trying to get to grips with in the last two years. You know, everything is still such a mess. It's hard to pinpoint exactly where the issue and is. And that's
2: why parents sometimes don't want to charge rent because yeah. they see see the difficulties that they're going through.
3: Like, I still think, like, I'm massively grateful to my parents for prioritising my education, massively. And I want to repay them the second that I can. And I think that that's something that if you are relying on your parents you should want to do that. You know, it's like me and my my boyfriend lives at home as well. The two of us talk about what would you do if you won the Euro, the Euro Millions? You know, it was always buy a boat, buy this. Like for other older people, when I hear them talk, we're like, we would give our parents a significant chunk of that, whatever they want to do with that money. Like it, it's it's that whole framing of what would you do if a load of hmm. money landed on your lap has just completely changed it, it, too.
1: It, yeah, and, and Owen McGee, just your reaction there to that interesting window into... A world of younger people that maybe we don't all understand, especially in the context of what happened during the pandemic?
0: Well, one of the things I would say is that each generation, if you listen to what Gillian said and listen to what Adana said, you're in a situation where each generation has a different set of challenges. And it doesn't matter if you talk to someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or whatever age bracket it is, everyone has a different set of challenges. And if you sat around a table, with all different age brackets or any group of people and asked everyone to put their problems on the table. I'm not sure there's anybody else who say I'll take theirs instead of mine. And I'm not saying that doesn't diminish yours. Your problems are the ones that are the worst and they're the hardest to get through. I do think that this generation, um, particularly Adana's generation, have it a bit more difficult um, than, than others. The challenges are very different than what what Gillian described in the 80s. They're very, very different, and sometimes then it makes it harder from an intergenerational perspective to appreciate and understand just how hard it is. But I said it already. This generation has got hit with world events that you could never imagine, and the impact we will not know about for a long time to come, because you don't know how it's damaged social interaction. You don't know how it's damaged the ability to create and keep friendships. You don't know how much it's forced a person's face onto a screen and that they may not have gone that way had we do. And that only time will tell us what that is. And what the saddest thing about what Hannah is saying there is that she has friends who are struggling to get a therapy and can't pay for therapy. And that just compounds the problem. So what I would say is, is I am not doubting that um, that every generation has its own set of challenges. I do think these challenges this generation are facing are unique and they're very difficult to comprehend because we haven't been being beho- been here before, and that brings its own set of unique um, problems. Yeah. But I like from a statistics point of view, from everything else, from a financial perspective, which is the only real place that I can talk from. From a financial perspective, there's no doubt it's harder. And it, it it it's going to be difficult to get out of it and we have we have a long way to go to try and fix yeah. any sort of housing problem. One of the things I will say, George, before we move on, one of the things that was just mentioned there is, is the relationship I think it was Adana said it, that the relationship changes but changes with your parents when you start to pay rent. They're kind of your parents, they're kind of they're always their parents, but they're it's kind of a landlord situation. Parents need be careful what they wish for as well, right? There was, a pe- there was a piece of research that was done where there was a crash that was having real difficulties. They were, everyone was supposed to be collected. They crash shut at six o'clock. And what they did was, is they said, you know, people keep coming late and we're paying staff to stay late and people are calling 20 past and 25 past six and collecting their kids. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a 20 euro penalty for the first hour that you're going to have to pay 20 euros if you, uh, if you come late. Do you know what happened? Everyone started coming late and paying the 20 euros. So the relationship changed because before it was, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm late. I'm sorry, I kept you. And they were coming at a quarter past. Now they felt, I'm paying for this so I can stay till seven. Aye. And there's a lesson for that with parents when yeah. it comes to your child paying rent. Make sure you don't,
1: you're not changing the relationship oh, too much. Okay, okay. Well, we need to move on. But just a final word from you, Gillian, since you had the first
2: word. I was just going to ask Owen, is it okay for me to charge my kids for having a shower? <laughs>
0: No, and, but you, 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 I actually got called out by a texter there and that I'm not suggesting that anybody should be should be paying their kids to cut the grass. I'm saying in your specific yeah. circumstance, Julian, where, yeah. where your kids are fighting with each other, you should pay this and I should pay this because of this. The way to fix that is, is everyone pays the same and if you're doing jobs, they'll pay you for them. Okay. And that's what I'm not suggesting for one second. No, you shouldn't charge to put them <laughs> in the shower because it should be included in the rent. There is a nice thing actually, though, and the people I, I did start by saying people who are really who really need the money and they need it to get by. Right, that's that's just a family needs to come together and help each other. That's a full stop. Okay, but there are we would have particularly in our private practice we would have clients who don't need to charge their children rent and they can leave the kids there and they can support them and that's a unique position to be in. If you are in that unique position and you're lucky to be able to do that, one of the things we've encouraged clients to do in the past and it works incredibly well and you have to be careful that you do this right from a tax perspective and you sort it out and you segregate the money. But anyway, they'll charge rent, they'll put it to one side and they won't tell the child, the adult child and then the adult child talks about going off to Thailand like Adana was talking about a second ago or they decide to buy a house and they could hand it back all their rent. It's a very privileged position to be in, but what you've done there is, is you've managed to instill the lesson that you do pay your way in this house, even if we don't need the money, and then you still reward the
1: child, okay. and the child gets the same. All right, time. well, that is, I mean, that's, that's that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one, rare, but interesting. All right, well, listen, thank you. Really fascinating uh, discussion this morning, and glad we had the time uh, to spend on it. Thank you to financial advisor Owen McGee, to Live 95's Gillian Dublin, and to Adana uh, Flynn, who is a master's student in journalism at the University of Limerick. And we didn't even go near RT and Ryan turberley <laughs>